0: Tampa Bay politics. It's going to be another interesting session talking about what's going on in Tampa Bay. If you're too busy, you can always tune in here. We're live on intouchnews.com. That's on Facebook every Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. And today I am so happy to have in the house one of those movers and shakers, (laughs) native Campanian Mr. Victor DeMaio.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: We appreciate you so much. You know, if anything uh, important is going on in politics, uh, Victor's in the middle of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We try try, (laughs) try to keep up. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Hey, you know what? We always start in the beginning. Where were you born?
1: Well, you're right about the native part because I was born in Ybor City um um at the Central Giana Hospital which is in far north of 7th Avenue it's not there anymore but a lot of uh, a lot many many tampas were born there it was a full-fledged hospital it served the uh uh the hispanic cigar workers that came here for uh you know many years ago and uh so um yeah we had a you know we it was it was a it was a beautiful little hospital i used i went there for everything every time i fell off my bike well you
0: are part of that rich tampa history because yeah. you were telling me that you're half cuban
1: yeah my mom's uh my mom's family came here to uh, make cigars which okay is, uh you know tampa is a, a cigar capital of the world so uh, my grandparents half my mom's side 100 percent cuban born and raised in uh, cuba in Belca my grandfather's in belka my grandmother was from santiago de las vegas and uh so uh they came here to make cigars. What
0: year would you, would you say that was?
1: Oh, that was over 100 years ago. And then uh, and then my grandfather, on oh, my, my, my dad's side, 100% Italian. Uh, my grandfather, Dr. DeMaio, was the first doctor of the Italian Club in Ybor City. If you go to the Ybor City Italian Club, uh, you'll see my grandfather's picture up on the wall. He was he treated, you know, Tampa was a lot different town 100 years ago. It was yes. very, very small. So the Cubans, uh, because of the language a lot, uh, the Cubans kind of stuck to themselves uh, uh, they had their own, uh, what they call the mutual aid societies. You know, they, they, the Central Chiana also had a big. There's, it's t- still today. There's a huge clubhouse on the corner of Nebraska and and the Palm. It's the Central. There's a theater. You got to understand. There was no internet. There was no TV. No radio. There's a huge thousand. No
0: radio places. either. Yeah. No. Wow. Not even okay. then.
1: Uh, radio didn't come around until. Like 1926 or 28, not uh, 29. So back then, they went to see shows. They had Broadway, vaudeville, what do you want to call it, uh, type shows. Uh, and people would uh, go to the shows. I mean, they'd read. they read And uh,
0: if you come to Tampa, those buildings are still here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Centro Estreano is still there functioning. Uh, Centro Español is what we call ebor Square. You know, okay. that was the the Centro Español building. That was, uh, again, they all had theaters. They all had uh, a kink, uh, what we call cantinas, which was downstairs where the guys sat around and played dominoes and, you know, uh, did their thing and, and kind of smoked cigars and played dominoes. It was a men-only thing.
0: Okay. And
1: on Saturdays they had tea dances back in the old days where the, the guys would sit on one side of the hall and the women sit on the other side of the hall and they kind of get up the courage to ask each other to dance. <laughs> so a lot of marriages were consumed back then uh, because of, uh, and that's where Tampa became a melting pot. You know, Ta- that's where you have Cubans and Italians, you know, get together like myself. And we have a lot of mixture of uh, different cultures that way. So Tampa's Tampa's a very cool city in that respect. And it it ha- is. And it has been for over 100 years. Uh, uh, so, um, yeah, because back then we had, uh, we also had uh, Clara, where where Blake High School sits now, the performing arts school, that was called Clara Fry Hospital. And that was a black-only hospital, a nurse there was an African American nurse who started that hospital because Tampa General would not treat blacks or African Americans. Okay, at the
0: time. so um, it was completely segregated. At it was that completely time.
1: segregated. Even even as a little kid growing up, I remember seeing, uh, uh, you know, white white only and colored only uh, water fountains. Uh, I, you know, back in the '60s, you know, we had the the uh, we we tried to integrate. You know, uh, at the at the Five and Dime and the Crest, you know. That's when the sit-in started. Right. That's when the sit-in started, and uh, African Americans sat in, and and there was a lot of fighting about that. Um, So, yeah, it was was an interesting time. I remember uh, seeing—we had riots here in Tampa where they burned part of Central Park Village, you know. Okay. Uh, It was was an interesting time growing up, but— you know, we managed to do it. My parents uh, took me to, uh, I went to private schools. I went to uh, Academy of Holy Names, which is over 100 years old, too. Still here? On Bay, still there on mm-hmm. Bay Shore. It's funny, you see old pictures of South Tampa, and Academy of Holy Names was the only building there. I mean, all the South Tampa was like scrubs. There was no houses, no nothing out there. Wow. Um, and and they the nuns
0: st- built that. And because- the nuns,
1: they started downtown uh, as a... Uh, as a, as a section of, of where Jesuit high school was, where you see Sacred Heart Church in downtown Tampa now, the building next to it was the old Jesuit high school.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Which my dad that.
1: went okay. to. Before. And my son
0: went there. Yep. And your
1: son went there too. So yep. I went to Academy Holy Name Elementary School and then Jesuit high school after that. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time growing up in Tampa. I grew up in West Tampa near the Columbus Drive Bridge. Uh, I've lived there my whole life. Uh, Which still
0: has a Hispanic population today. Yes. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's getting a little gentrified. Yes. Uh, Domain Homes is buying up every lot they can find. (laughs) I mean, even in my block, you know, uh, they bought two houses. I live on the river facing the—
0: And Domain Homes is a builder
1: that comes
0: in. And any lot they can get their hands on, yeah, they're going to put it's, up a three hundred thousand dollars house. It's
1: crazy. That's that, that's a cheap house. That's a cheap house. I mean, on my on my same block on Rome, they bought two lot. They had a lot and they split it, and now they're building two eight hundred thousand
0: dollars. houses. Wow, eight hundred grand. I'm like, you know, there yeah, goes
1: my taxes are going to go. Who who
0: can uh, who can afford I that? Don't know who,
1: I, that's a heck of a mortgage. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> if you think about but it. you
0: know what? You know what it is. The people come from New York,
1: like you. You came yes, from New York, Chicago.
0: And so right. they think it's reasonable.
1: They're tired of the snow, the cold weather, uh, the crowdness, I guess. They get a little bit more room here, I guess, than they do in New York. I've, I, and the weather. And the, the weather, weather, the weather, right. The snow. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, cold everybody
0: weather. gets tired of, you know, five months of being in the cold, the sleet, and the snow.
1: Of course, right. So, you know, I, I grew up here. So I like the heat, doesn't bother me. I, enjoy, I love summer times. I love going into the. Gulf of Mexico when it's like ninety degrees, I it's like a it steam too. bath. I you love know, it, too.
0: it never gets old. And,
1: all, and the all, cold gets old. And the, all the Canadians go back north, uh, with the, you know, for the winter, like the birds, I guess, and they yes, and they go back up there when it's when it's warmer or cooler. So
0: let's talk about Victor. What have you done for a living?
1: So I started out uh, ironically uh, when I got out of Jesuit. I built cabinets for a living. I had a little cabinet shop, and then I went into. Um, uh, I went into remodeling. People, you know, when you when you go into, when you make cabinets for a person in the in the if, like if you fix up a kitchen or a bath and build a cabinet, suddenly you've got to realize, oh by the way, now you got to do plumbing work, electrical work, uh, you know tile work. Uh, I bought a tile machine uh, to, to, and I I learned all those different trades by watching other people work. Oh really? uh, So you never
0: became a general contractor?
1: No, I I could have done that. In fact, uh, when I went to HCC, uh, I I thought about going to University of Florida in Gainesville, and they have a whole, they have what's called a building construction department, which is pretty big, and a lot of people, a lot of guys I grew up with here, uh, went through that program and got their contractors license and had been very successful in the business for many years, but. uh, and I liked it I enjoyed it um, It's it's tough work You know, it's hard work yes. You know, I mean, it's great when you're young And you can lift stuff You know, when you get older It's a little harder to, to lift <laughs> Yeah, because I had you
0: know? no idea You were a blue-collar guy
1: Oh, no, yeah You see, if you look me I look like an electrician When I wear my tool belt And my <laughs> And my other stuff, people say this. That's well, you don't have your suspenders, suit. and
0: know. you you know yeah. you tie them.
1: Actually, I do when I have my tube belt. I have suspenders to keep my tube belt from falling off. So it's kind of funny. You say that, but uh, yeah, so I love it. I, I still I still dabble in it. I still do a little construction work here and there to just to keep busy, you know.
0: But somewhere along the line, you got political.
1: Yes, because my um, even in elementary school, uh, I ran for student body president. Uh, I got, I was in elementary or at, high school? In elementary. In elementary. And, and even in high school, I ran for student council. But in elementary school, I was inspired. You know, we—I uh, uh, never forget the day that John F. Kennedy got assassinated. The yes. nuns came in, you know, because he was the first Catholic president,
0: and that would get your and, attention. Uh, and we're yes. Catholic,
1: and uh, you know, so uh, uh, somehow, or other the nuns that I was that was taking care of us, you know, said, you know, John, and we all cried because we're yes. kids, you know, and we were traumatic events. He was the inspiration. Uh, and my mom and dad were very involved in politics, Okay, and, and that's how I got inspired. Did they run for office? They, my mom and dad both ran for office. My okay. mom was the first woman in the history of Hillsborough County to run for, for her and Betty Castor, who became president of USF, education commissioner, who's still active today. My mom and Betty Castor were the first two women in the history of Hillsborough County to run for office because at that time it was all white men. The city, oh, I the county see. commissioners only had five county commissioners. Okay. They were all white men. There's seven uh, today. And there's seven today. They expanded. Uh, city Council, same way, all white men. Yes. Uh, no african that.
0: Oh, there's one black guy on the uh, Tampa City Council and, now, and but County all Commission. men.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, cause, because of redistricting, you know, I, I could spend an hour talking about the 68 Constitution and how we went from multi-member district to single-member districts in the state. At one time, we only had, again, in the legislature, was all my, one, white men. And we only had one Hispanic named Elva Martinez who was there for 30 years But then you had to run a district, but you had to run countywide. And it's hard for Hispanic or Italian or Latino or even African-American to, to win a county wide race because at that even time, today yes it at, is at, at that time you know you ran for office so you know, I ran for
0: county commission you you know, I ran in a single member district but um it, it's and that was daunting enough right
1: right and I and I I personally prefer single member districts because it's it's smaller it's easier you can knock on doors that's the purpose of single member districts to encourage minority participation. Uh, uh, a lot of that's changed. So in the six-state constitution, there's, there's, there's con- the the entire state of Florida changed from multi-member, huge districts to smaller, single-member districts. And then there was a proliferation of Hispanics, African-Americans. I mean, districts overnight, you know, were able to draw districts to get. So
0: you say by the 70s, you had more yes in-
1: inclusivity? Exactly. Yeah, okay. and, and women even running. You know, my mother was a pioneer with Betty Castor. Now, but did your mother women- win? No, she didn't win. She okay. ran against uh A guy who owned a trailer park out in Ruskin or something named Bob Lester, I think, was the guy's name. Uh, And she won. The purpose was uh, there was a guy named Ellsworth Simmons. Uh, Ironically, my aunt was a Simmons uh, out in Ruskin, and he was involved in some huge voting machine scandal. They took all the old the old time we had those old clanky voting machines like in New York where you with the lever, the levers, and all that. And somehow they got those and painted them and stepped them to South America, and these guys were all on the take. It was a big scandal. I could take – it's been another hour doing <laughs> that show. Uh, and um, and that also led into where the other three commissioners went to jail, too. So Tampa's, That was in the 80s, right? That was in the 80s, okay, right. Okay, we
0: had several county commissioners yes, yes. who were just hauled off to jail.
1: Right. Again, all men.
0: All men. All white men. And that was and a they, bribery case,
1: uh, It was a bribery case, scheme, right. right. Yes. Um, so – To fix zoning, to fix zoning cases, Uh, but and that's when women were at that time women were were getting more involved in politics. You know, they I think uh, they just saw an opportunity and uh, and um, so Betty
0: Castor started it off in what year? This was in the mid seventies. In the mid seventies, and her daughter is now a uh, representative. Yes, she's a congresswoman. Yes, she is for
1: our area, yeah, for Tampa. But Betty
0: Castor went on to. well, she, she served She was so president many. of
1: USF She, she was, was commissioner of education uh, She was a senator uh, In Tallahassee She served us in the senate uh, Florida senate And okay. she served in A county commission uh, Yes and, uh, my, my late father illustrious career yeah, yeah my late father Encouraged her She said "You know, I Should have run for school board He says no I Run for county commission So that's what happened Okay And then my mom ran too So yeah So my dad ran for city council Back uh, in the early Early 70s When Dick Greco was mayor I think the first time um, And um uh, he didn't win either. But, you know, when you're when your parents run and you're out there knocking on doors and, you know, handing out cards and whatever, you kind of get you got to get the bug. Yeah, that's how I got the bug. And, you know, back that back then, everybody was a Democrat. There were no Republicans anywhere. It was all for 50 years. The Democrats controlled the whole state, the, the governor's mansion, the the cabinet. The uh, You know, we had a larger cabinet back then, which was the result. Actually, that. Came because of Reconstruction, which is another hour show. Um, and why this s- system of government in Florida was set up the way it was. But uh, so, yes, it was uh, It was very white, very male, uh, and, but that's changed dramatically. And uh, uh, thanks to people like my mom and Betty Castor decided to do it, and, and, and guys like my dad encouraging them to do it. So, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, it's a lot of fun growing up in a family that likes politics as we went to the, all the spaghetti dinners. All the fish fries at <laughs> McFarland Park, and you know, growing up, and uh, that's you know. how you
0: got the word out. There was yeah. no internet.
1: No, there was no internet. There was TV. Was you know, people would buy TV ads, but it wasn't a big thing. And people, this is really hand to hand combat. You right. know, people knocked on doors. They they put up signs. You know, they, they they you know they met people. You Tampa was a smaller town. You can kind of know everybody else. You know, even even the city council races, the Tampa mayor races, and or so forth. That that's really a very small. Turnout group of people who who vote. It
0: is county. Unfortunately, during mid midterms, a lot of people don't turn out.
1: Right, and that's why the city races are in spring when there's nothing else going on, and and there's a logic. But believe it or
0: not, it's time already for our for our first break. Okay, yeah. So we have we got a lot to talk about about Tampa Bay politics.
2: In touch Radio, where you can listen to a cruising flow of smooth soul and jazz. Today's R&B, a fun touch of hip-hop and gospel. All my music on one station. Giving you a buffet of music, news, and entertainment. We're In Touch Radio.
0: Hi, this is Angela Bird song with Tampa Bay Politics. And not only can you catch us on InTouchNews.com, every Wednesday at 11 a.m., we now have website at tampa bay politics Podcast.com. we are on apple google spotify and stitcher which you can log in at any time and listen to tampa
1: bay politics listen to in touch radio anywhere on your phone right now
2: man in your car I'll keep that going on your
0: computer oh, it's a new
2: baby and we are global in touch radio on your phone in touch radio where you can listen to a cruising flow of smooth soul and jazz today's r and a fun touch of hip-hop and gospel all my music on one station giving you a buffet of music news and entertainment we're in touch radio
0: The man of the hour today. He's Mr. Victor DeMaio. And uh, as I said, you don't do politics in Tampa without talking to Victor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I don't know about that. Now you
0: were the president of a little group called the Tampa. No, excuse me, the Tiger Bay Club. Yes, tell I w- us I about was, Tiger
1: Bay. You know, one of the things my parents did was take me to all the Tiger Bay clubs uh, meetings because I, you know, it was it's Tiger Bay is a, it's kind of a political debate club. It's been around for almost forty years now, and uh, is that
0: unique to Tampa?
1: No, uh, it's not. Uh, there's Tiger Bay clubs in Tallahassee, Miami, Orlando. They're around the state. I think I think we were one of the first. Okay. And it's an opportunity for just average folks to get you know to see and hear and uh, face politicians you know close up. You know, and a lot of times they questions. get in their bubble yes. and they don't. Uh, you know, they want to hide from answering tough questions. And of course, Tiger Bay no the reason you get. Uh, the t- the whole f- idea of the tiger is the the toughest question gets a little baby tiger stuffed tiger award, uh, so so it's a good and you know politicians were more open to doing Tiger Bay uh, in the old days. Now there's now it's a little tougher. They're getting a little scared. You know they want to stay in their bubble and not be asked tough questions and get uh, and
0: be on Facebook
1: and be on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so. I mean
0: you know there's always someone with a camera in the room.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, nowadays there is. Yeah, back then it wasn't as much, but nowadays it is. And you don't want to be caught in, in a gotcha kind of question. And and since it's open to the public, you never know what's going to happen. You Some don't politicians know who could are be great, there. like that. You know, I mean, Bill Clinton was one of those people that loved town halls. Uh, because he would just take any question. I mean, and our,
0: it is kind of a town hall forum.
1: It is a t- it's a town hall type forum, and, and
0: it is bipartisan, so you bipartisan. can have um, Democrats as well as Republicans. Yeah, in our the room. board
1: is made up of half Republicans and half Democrats. We switch uh, parties uh, for presidency. I was the when I when I was up for president, uh, it was a year for a Democrat to be president. I see. Uh, after me, after me, there was a Republican, and now Tom Scherberger, who's a uh, who uh, worked for the Tampa Tribune, Tampa Bay Times, and now uh, then for uh, Pat Frank. He's now retired, and he's full. He's our full-time president of the club. I see. Um, and we've moved to the uh, we've we've moved around. We were at the Wyndham for a while. We were at the Strass Center for a while. Um, now we're at the Cuban Club in Ybor City. We do live shows. I, I formed a partnership with uh, uh, the uh, TBIE uh, TV network here in locally that does all the school board meetings. They actually have two channels. Uh, they, one channel is strictly d- devoted to the Hillsborough County School System. The other channel is just general programming. Uh, so I wanted to. I wanted a place. I could have gone with Bay News Nine, but I wanted some place where if we go over twenty minutes, you know, oh, they, they would see. take the show and they? You know, we would have the whole show aired. Uh, so that's been a great partnership now for about four or five years. They air, They even keep all our shows um, on their on their. Server. So
0: if someone wants to see a Tiger Bay meeting, where, where do they go?
1: Uh, they go to Tiger Bay, Tampa Tiger Bay Club uh, on Facebook. Uh, we actually uh, were, when we were, before we did the live shows, we aired the shows, you know, because of the last year or so during the pandemic. Correct. All of our shows were done on, on Zoom. Uh, we fortunately had great sponsors that kept the, kept the club going. Uh, that paid for the production cost. Um, now that we're going live, we're going to go back to the tape format because we want to encourage a live audience to come. Uh, the, the now you also there. had
0: candidate forms,
1: right? That's one of the one of the one of the gut things of Tiger Bay is to have candidates face off and, and debate. And uh, uh, we've had a lot of really good debates. We've had individual people. Uh, John Morgan's a great. You know, he does a whole show by himself. Uh, he's a great speaker. Now
0: John Morgan is a, is an attorney.
1: Yes, from Orlando, with we, a
0: big, humongous law firm.
1: We we got him in, and he did. A and great, his big so, a thing
0: is. Cannabis.
1: He was uh, yeah. He got the legalized pot. Now he's uh, now his big thing is the the fifteen dollar an hour vote. That's that's okay. something he's pushing right now. That's his latest uh, cause. Um, so but uh, he
0: was able to get medical marijuana. Yes, on the ballot.
1: And now the next push is going to be legalized marijuana, like you know, like you would buy alcohol. So okay, they, wanna, they, they wanna
0: tried vote. to get that on the ballot,
1: right? And but the, were unsuccessful. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, yeah, the Supreme Court struck down the language. We have a process for that so uh so, yeah. would have so, probably
0: been a, a big thing for the midterms
1: yes yes
0: it would have got a lot of people to the polls right
1: and you know getting tba in was part of my background because after i did the construction stuff you know i got into television and, and really back in the early when the bucks first became a football team i wanted to trying to figure a way to get in the games for free so a buddy of mine in college says why don't you get a radio station so i went and got I went to a radio station. Look, I'll call in the games from me. I do a pregame show, halftime show, and postgame show. So I, I worked for all the local TV, uh, radio stations, WFLA, DAE, all the sports stations I did live, live reports from. And then I went to the networks like NBC, ABC, CBS. Mutual was a big network then that I did radio. You know, we do a round robin all around the country. I would, I would be doing the, the Bucks here in Tampa. And then all the other reporters were at other other you know uh, stadiums doing their reports. So, and then from that he encouraged me to go on the TV. So, um, uh, who encouraged you? My friend Jim Williams. He's up in, New- in Washington D.C. now. Uh, he was a fr- uh, just a fellow classmate. We we knew each other from high school, and then we went to HCC together. And he was always in television. Yes,
0: Hillsborough Community College. Yes,
1: Hillsborough Community <laughs> College. And um, he um, he did a lot of television stuff. I, I started out just filming the basketball games because i was on scholarship as a trainer at acc so i would do the games tape the ankles and go up and film the games just to play with the cameras so i i uh, i took the camera out and um i got a job uh, working for channel 44 as a reporter doing sports uh and then and doing photography and editing and all that kind of stuff i kind of enjoyed the editing. so what year more. are we in now uh this is the mid 70s early okay. 80s okay okay um and then um Of course, I I forgot to mention the first, uh, the Bucks game. I was the first friend to do the Buccaneers games in Spanish because the only station I could get at the time, the first one was a Spanish station because all the, uh, before I broke in the other stations, they said, well, the Spanish station's available. There's only one at the time. (laughs) There's a half a dozen now. So I did the Bucks games in Spanish uh, and then went on to do the games in English too. So, um, and then, you know, from radio, I went to television, and I did stuff for Channel 44, uh, covering the games. I would I would go up to Gainesville in Tallahassee to do the the Gator games and the FSU games. And uh, you know, I also sent reports out here from Tampa. So to you got stations.
0: around the whole state of Florida. Yeah,
1: and I did. when Like if the Bucs played uh, the Dolphins the next week, you know, I would send reports back to other stations. Back then, we had to take tapes and you know, ship them to the stations them. overnight, okay. you know, by airplane or whatever. Uh, nowadays, everything's done on the Internet. Everything is done by Wi-Fi. Everything is done by uh, a connection. You know, it's, it's a whole different We, You don't need. You even have tape and cameras anymore. It's all little chips, you know. So, it, so it, how did you get
0: involved in politics?
1: Well, I, I still kept the political thing because my mom and dad was into it, you know, and Politics and TV Kind of go And radio Eight go together Because uh,
0: my degree Is in communications and right. so that was my first career TV and, in Fla- and radio
1: So after HCC When I went to Florida State I, uh, I majored in uh, political science And minored in communications And I started a show uh, In Tallahassee For the first time When I was at FSU uh, It was called 1800 ste- Seconds Which is a take off On 60 minutes Oh so, really Okay uh, So we did that With a couple guys We We uh, we went on cable, obviously, first. When I started the show, it was me and five guys did, did this show. Uh, and I used to interview Coach Bobby Bowden, who was the FSU coach when I was in Tallahassee at the time. Florida State up there.
0: University. You,
1: when you talked about politics, I left Channel 44. My life is very confusing. Uh, when I left Channel 44, I got a job working for the Graham for Governor campaign, and I was a press secretary. And uh, I did so his— So that was— Bob Graham. Bob he became, Graham. He became governor uh, in— uh, uh, January '79, and I went to Tallahassee. I was going to go to Florida, but I got this job in Tallahassee working for the governor, going to Florida State, and uh, getting to do all these crazy things at the same time. I so I see. stayed. I stayed active, and of course,
0: he was successful in right. winning.
1: He won, and I worked for him for a while. and I worked for Insurance Commissioner, and I still stayed in television. I still uh, Sunshine Sports just f- first went on the air, and they had uh, the the rights to do the FSU Seminoles and. I was the first field producer they had for that. Now it's called Sun Sports. It was called Fox. It was on Sunshine Network, then Fox Sports, and now it's called Ballet Sports. And they're the ones you see that do the race games and the lightning games.
0: I see. Uh, so
1: I was part of that TV network that was really formed by the cable companies in Florida because they wanted programming. They wanted to sell cable, so they needed that extra programming to get people to buy cable. Right. Uh, and then, of course, it was sold to a network and so forth. So. That was how I kind of stayed in politics, and it was the Florida Cable Television Association started that network, and I was a part of that at the very beginning. And then, um, and then they branched out and then sold it, and uh, and now you know, people always think of that as being part of. They don't think about the beginnings of why that was formed. Uh, I because see because people have the you know, especially in Florida, people have a hunger for sports. You know, they love the Gators, they love the Seminoles, and
0: now Bob so. Graham was he our last Democratic governor?
1: No, Lawton Childs was our last. Okay, Democratic so governor.
0: that was the one after him.
1: Yes, because we had a we had I think Governor Bob Martinez was kind of in between there, and then. Uh, Uh, Then we had Lawton Childs. uh, uh, Actually, we had, uh, uh, I I, I take it back, we had uh, uh, the Bush, uh, Jeb Bush was going to run for governor. It was a plan for Jeb Bush to run for governor and then president, but his older brother won in Texas, and Jeb lost to Lawton Childs.
0: I see. Lawton
1: was the last of the old Southern cracker Democrats that appealed to the middle of the road you know, conservative uh, Republicans and independents. Uh, now what year
0: was that? Would you say?
1: Oh Lord, you would ask In the eighties? No, it was later. It was no, it was as much much nineties. Yeah, because we haven't had a Democratic governor for over twenty years now. Okay, it's always been almost almost twenty years. And of course, the legislature went conservative too. Once the Republicans control the legislature, they were able to re- do redistricting and, and make the districts such that
0: I see. You
1: know. And uh, so it's it's been tough. It's, and that's why I say it's going to be tough for the Democrats. Uh, and now that the, the redistrict is right now. We did, you know, I was part of the 1990 census and 2000 census. And once those numbers come in, then every state, even the county commission, city council, all the districts every 10 years are redrawn according to however those bodies decide they want to do it. So...
0: Well, when we come back it's after the next tough. break, we can talk about how you think redistricting is going to affect us. Yes. It's
1: because, as you deal. said, it's now. It's a big deal. Big it's deal. a big deal. Yes. And it's
0: going to start by September. We'll know, right? Yes,
1: yes. Because they have to do it by a certain time period to get approval by the by the, well, by the Supreme Court and maybe if it gets appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. So it, it takes a while to get it squared away. But we can talk about that. That's a big and we part, can
0: talk about the big governor part we of have right politics. now. It's
1: redistricting right?
0: Yes.
2: Aiden Wright, better known as Mr. Clean. Looking for some great barbecues? Come see them two brothers in the grill. Located at 423 Virginia Street, Charleston, West Virginia. We got ribs, chicken, pulled pork, brisket, collard greens, mac and cheese, baby. Come get some and get you a nice... Moon cigar 304 550 4431. That is 304 550 4431. Come get some, baby. The rib man, mama. The rib man, you're playing your favorite old school. Ain't Jazz. You're listening to In Touch Radio.
0: got a big topic on the table right now because mm-hmm. we just had the census.
1: Yes, yes. The
0: numbers are back.
1: Which I was a part of back in 1990 and 2000. I was a southeast regional uh, media coordinator for the census. I had an office in Atlanta and Washington and we I used to I travel. Say. I had Florida, Georgia, so Alabama. So you understand
0: how it works.
1: It's very important to get everyone counted because the more people you count, the more accurate the census is. And, you're and awesome.
0: we know that um, the last president we had didn't want to count everybody.
1: Right. No. Well, you know that there's there's obviously reasons behind everything, (laughs) right? And then we know
0: why he didn't want to count. Well, they don't
1: want they don't want to that. that, Well, they didn't want to count African Americans. They didn't want to count Hispanics. You know, because That's that's going to dilute their power. So yes, there's it's not brain surgery to figure out why (laughs) they did not want African Americans. And they wanted to
0: to to, uh, shorten the amount of time, right? To actually count people, right? But now we have the numbers. They are back, and like you said, every single uh, legislative body,
1: everyone, every single one—that's our county commission, the Florida Legislature, even now, all the way down to the city council uh, and the county commission. All of our districts are going to be redrawn, so. Yes, uh, I think we'll have fairer districts in the city, and the county, because... Especially now, just so now. you
0: know, Hillsborough County is a blue county, one it of is. the few in Florida.
1: But 10 short years ago, I formed a coalition with actually some Republicans and Democrats uh, in Hillsborough County uh, to form a Hispanic district. And uh, we actually at the time had Les Miller supporting us because what's happening is... Les
0: Miller was our former county commissioner. Former former county commissioner,
1: right. And the reason being because the Hispanic population is growing and the African-American population is shrinking. In the city? In the county, too.
0: In the county, too. Right.
1: So they knew eventually the African-American district will eventually, if they don't change things, will go away. Wow. So the African-Americans have always fought for 30, 40 years now, And because of what's called the jingle standard in the Supreme Court, uh, if you can prove that you can do a district uh, for African-Americans, that, you know, you have to draw a district for them. Uh, Hispanics have never, Hispanics have have not had uh, push to have that power. Traditionally, we kind of started it 10 years ago. What happened was the Republicans were um, uh, in charge at Ten years ago, we had five Republicans and two Democrats on the county commission. Today, ten years later, we have five Democrats and two Republicans on the We worked
0: commission. hard for that. Yay!
1: So, you know, uh, now it's going to be different. Now, what they do with it, personally, I would love to see them expand. You know, the Hillsborough County is huge. Other counties They're like Miami Dade, Miami-Dade and Jacksonville have, you know, 13 or 14 members. I'm not advocating that on their county commissions. Uh, what I am advocating for is maybe expanding two more seats.
0: I would agree uh, with that. And, I would and, like to see one countywide and one single member. Well, that's what that's, I'd like. That's
1: an option because then uh, an African American uh, you can you can draw an African American district easier uh, than trying to you know go all over the county to try to get an African American district. Same thing with the Hispanic district. We, Ten years ago, we proved we had we had maps drawn. From a guy, uh, probably one of the most leading authorities in the United States, uh, Dr. Darrell Smith at University of Florida in Gainesville, who's an expert in this. Yes. He didn't know anything about Hillsborough County. He came and drew a African-American district and a Hispanic district okay, um, and showed it to us. Uh, but the Republican Party, who was very much in a driver's seat 10 years ago, they said, we don't want that because – even though the Afri- even though the Hispanic district could probably be Democrat, there, there there's a shot that it could be Republican too. Uh,
0: it's, it is, especially okay? with Cubans,
1: right? So, but I knew that it would be a Democratic district, and they knew it too, uh, because the old Hispanics in in West Tampa, Nibor City, and even in Town and Country are mostly Democrat. Okay, the Town and Country tends to where you go into the Hispanic Republican, uh, and you said Cubans is right; they they still can't get over the 1960 losing. Uh, Cuba and the Bay of Castro. Pigs. And, and, and President Kennedy not giving America, you know, that's a whole, that's, that's another two hour show. I can, and that's I've Miami. Been, and, and I can, you know, do that because I've been to, through a dear friend of mine, Al Fox, who's taken me to Cuba about a dozen times to visit my grandparents' homeland. The politics is very unique. We could really do a whole hour show on just Cuba, Tampa, the United States, and the policy of Cuba and how it intermixes with democrats and republicans that's a that's a great show but I, you know we don't have time for that now but if you want to have me back we could talk about it. we can bring some other people in on that but but frankly um and i'm hoping I, and i don't know what's going to happen now the what happened was we had a the hispanic district which we wanted uh which is really uh harry cohen's district which would have been West Tampa town and Country the Republicans stretched it all the way out to West Race and all the way down to South Shore and those ends made it a republican district so if we can consolidate that cuz South Shore has no business you know w- being in with it's with probably South Tampa. it's the, probably if so you look you at a, a, a map is the most gerrymandered district it's it stretches almost 40 miles and the republicans did that and the republicans did that on purpose cuz they did not want that district to be Hispanic. democrat or, or Hispanic his No, yes, you're right, both. Yes. Right, correct. You're right. Um, but the African Americans have to fight for this changes because they will completely lose that district and they will no longer be. Due a to black
0: gentrification.
1: District. Well, due to a lot of things, but yes, gentr- gentrification. Because one we have
0: let's face it, there's more and more white folks exactly. moving
1: right. into
0: right. they want to be right. closer to the city.
1: Personally, I'd rather have all single member districts like the legislature. It's it's so much easier to run. You know, to, to do a county wide race is is crazy. I mean, you know, you have to this, this, we're, we're, this Hillsborough County is bigger than the state of Rhode Island. We've got one point four it, million it's people. It is it th- it that is. you've got to reach out to. Uh, right now, Hispanics. Uh, or one out of every four, 25% of the population in Hillsborough County is Hispanic. Okay. One out of every four people is Hispanic, yet, yet there's no Hispanic, Hispanic district. Seat right.
0: on, the, on the on the county right. commission. That's a huge there inequity. There is, however, on, in the city of Tampa.
1: Yes, because the city is smaller. Okay. You know, smaller districts. It's easier. You know, we've always had, Latins have always had a, um, Latins, Italians, Hispanics, have always been active in politics in the city. Growing up, uh, you know, Hispanics have always loved politics and always, you know, been behind the spaghetti dinners and the fish fries and all that stuff to get the people out to vote. Uh, there's there's much higher participation back 30, 40, 50 years ago than there is today yes. in the city of Tampa, I, even though the population has doubled.
0: I would say that during the midterms, half the people in Tampa don't know we're having an
1: election. Right. And that's true. And it's sad because, you know, nowadays moms are taking their kids to soccer practice. Yes, or, or, there's too much going on. Right, there's life. so much going on, and uh, it's just... It's just very difficult to get uh, to get presidential.
0: They got that on the radar. Right. But I can tell you, my son, who is a vice president now at a bank, did not vote until I ran.
1: Right. right.
0: right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to vote now. Yes, there is a midterm election every two years, every, you know, every other cycle.
1: Right. Because at that time politics was a big deal. I mean, everybody got involved. Everybody went to spaghetti dinners. Everybody yes. went to uh, the fish fries. I mean, everybody and went door to door. You knew door-to-door. the person that was running. Right. Nowadays, people don't care. They don't even <laughs> want to go walk door to doors. Too hot, you know. I mean, we didn't think about stuff like that. Right. You know, it's 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 we really loved politics because it was a chance for African Americans and Hispanics to advance themselves yes. to maybe get a nice city job, to maybe get a nice county job. Uh, that was always exclusively for white people. Uh, so that was how that's kind of was the impetus for people to get involved in politics as it was. a. So what you're going to gonna do
0: about this Hispanic seat? Are you going to fight for it. On the oh, county we're going to
1: try. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the late the Jan Platt came up with this four, three plan after, you know, the they carted off three county commissioners to jail. I don't necessarily agree with it personally. Explain that to me. The four where you would have four countywide seats and three, excuse me, four district seats and three yes. countywide seats. So every person can technically vote for four uh, four people. OK, I think personally, I think that's BS. That's just me. You can argue. I'll be happy to argue a person. I'm, I'm half Cuban, half Italian. Arguing is not a big deal for me. Uh, but right. i just think it's bs because every person even the district people vote on stuff that affects people in the county when you have to say in once past a
0: person judgment, is on the board of the once county you're on commission the board and you're your in your district
1: vote seat you're, is you're the same right you don't sit there and say well i'm not going to vote on his thing because i only represent you know these people no you vote on everything that's your job your job is to represent the people yes you look out for your people in your district but you have to vote on people stuff that goes on either in the city all county citywide, or in the county county wide so the legislature is single member. I'm not saying it's a great plan. The, the Congress is single member. The legislature, the well, Senate, the
0: legislature is not serving us well right now.
1: Well, but you know, the Congress is single member districts. You know, there's no multi member districts in the Congress. There's no. multi-member Now with this
0: uh, redistricting that's going on, it's going to work out okay for Hillsborough County because we're
1: blue, I would imagine. Yes, well, I guess, but it, still, there's debate amongst Democrats on what to do, on how to how to you know how to serve these districts. Uh, and and what to do? I mean, even Harry, you know, Harry would be in, in peril. Harry if, Cohen, if, if you know, he's if his district becomes Hispanic, what's where is he going to go? You see, I I think I think that's why I think you can draw a district of South Tampa, H- Harbor Island, Palm, you know. There's a there's a district that could be like that. Okay, part of so Tampa. South
0: Tampa would be our. Uh, hoity-toity. Yeah, rich. that'll be our blue
1: blood district, you know? Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we could have, uh, a, a tighter African-American district. Uh, we could have a tighter Hispanic district, and, you know, the... We, Where
0: would you consider Hispanic? Oh, someone's calling.
1: And I think, you know, you, well, basically, West Tampa, Italian country are the biggest groupings of Hispanics, although we have Hispanics all over the county, just like That's African-Americans true. all over the county. You can we find... We have Af-
0: somebody calling. Who is that?
1: Hey, Good morning. Good morning. This is uh, DJ CEO.
2: I just wanted to uh, reach out to your guest. Uh, I don't know if I I may have asked him this in the the past, but does he have any relatives that uh, work for the
1: United States Postal Service? Uh, There was a guy I met uh, who came down here. Uh, He was from Philadelphia or something. His name was Victor DeMaio, the same as me. Right. And I said, I I "I have to meet this guy because (laughs) he's got my same name. And, um... Uh, he's passed away now. He ran all the EEOC uh, benefits for all the, the police. Yes, congress. he did. Yes, he did. And uh, I went yes, to his office okay. at the airport and met him. He was a very nice gentleman. Uh, he came down here, he transferred down here. People don't realize that the Postal Service has a district that covers. It's it's actually not just Tampa. It's a huge district. It's all, among, all practically all of Central Florida, It, is, it, it goes all the way to the front coast district. Right, it goes yeah, through in inter- Fort Myers, birdie. yeah.
0: And DJ uh, CEO yeah. is uh, AKA for he runs the bl- joint.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> We're cool. We're cool. No, he was he was a good. Well, guy. I have a political not- question, by the way. And actually, we use the, the letter carrier call, when I even when I was a Jesuit, I I remember having my. Uh, my high school graduation party at the Letter Carriers Hall on Cyprus.
0: That is um, still there. It's
1: still there, and we've had. Yeah, we've it's we've still had many, there. Uh, yes, it I remember when Al Gore ran; he came to Letter Carriers Hall. I remember uh, um, when um, almost every political function I've ever been involved with, we've always used the Letter Carriers Hall on Cyprus and Magdill to do to do parties and spaghetti dinners yeah, and be, all kinds of stuff. And,
0: and God it bless the letter carriers because they're going through a little bit of oh, no right
1: now. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so, uh, let me ask you this question before before I get off the phone. I heard you say that um, that the African American population is shrinking yes. in Hillsborough County. Can can you can you uh, uh, expand on that? Kind of tell me why you think that is. Uh, because um, well, I worked for the Census in nineteen ninety two thousand. We're already here to twenty twenty. So it was forty years ago uh that we, we all you know they predicted the demographic change we we knew I knew back in 1990 that Hispanics will pass African Americans as the largest minority in the United States. So um, why that is you know I don't control you know the birth the birth rate, the death rate, where people live, what they do uh, but it's just a fact. I mean uh, now actually at some at some point in time, African Americans and Hispanics together will become the majority. We won't, you know, yes. uh, in the United States. Um, but as far as proportionally in Hillsborough County, I can tell you um, that uh, Hispanics have passed Blacks, just like they have nationally, as, as a, a larger chunk of the population. And that's why we fought ten uh, and years and ago. I, more, I'm not saying they're shrinking 100, so, percent so. but they're as a, as a proportion between Hispanics and whites yeah. and, and African Americans. They're still well, there. They're, they're not going away. away. You, no, they're not going away. But do you see us acting on an immigration policy? I'd love to see that happen. We need to get an immigration policy. I mean it's a, it's a disaster. You know, what's funny is the the great God of the Republican Party, Ronald Reagan, uh, had an immigration party that that provided Policy? amnesty. They called the big the all uh, the big A word that Republicans hate to say. Yeah, I had but, a cousin. You know, she
0: she took care, took uh, advantage of that. Yeah, I mean that was Barbados. Uh, there yeah. were
1: 13 million uh, African Americans, Hispanics that came, uh, well, mostly Hispanics, I believe, but they became part of the U.S. citizens, citizensry, or whatever you want to call it, uh, because of the Reagan plan and. Uh, but again, it's politics. Everything is politics. Republicans are going to lose power. The more African-Americans are there, the more Hispanic Mr. Jalen
0: Johnson, we're going to a break. You hanging in or are you gone?
1: Oh, I'm gone. Thank you all so much. Thanks for, for being on the show, Victor. Oh, thank you, boss. Appreciate it. <laughs> all, right.
2: all right, peace.
0: song. And during the week, I'm affectionately known as the Medicare lady. Do not try to navigate Medicare without me. Please call me at 813-476-4837. I also do life insurance and I will help people who are Medicare, Medicaid. Once again, 813-476-4837. 4837. 4837.
2: In Touch Radio, where you can listen to a cruising flow of smooth soul and jazz. Today's R&B, a fun touch of hip-hop and gospel. All my music on one station. Giving you a buffet of music, news, and entertainment. We're In Touch Radio. When it comes to reality radio, everyone is a star. Trying to stop for you to see what your life can truly be. On your smooth soul and R&B station. On the World Wide Web. In Touch Radio.
0: DeMaio, former president of the Tiger Bay Club, which right. we went over, a bipartisan group. Um, so we're talking about how redistricting is going to affect our um, politics in Tampa.
1: Yes, it's going to d- dramatically affect politics uh, all over the country, really. And, and every state, you know, the Republicans are smart. About 20, 30 years ago, they said, you know what, if we can control the legislatures and we can draw the lines, we can have the power
0: and that so is exactly what they have done.
1: And they you know they pack African Americans for example in 90 plus districts and they they can put uh republicans in like 55 plus republican districts. What do you mean really,
0: 90 plus? Well,
1: would 90 in other words a, a, a black democratic district is 90% black democrat whereas an African, but so they can carve out a republican district with maybe fifty-five percent Republican, but still enough where they can win. I you see what see. I'm saying. That's called packing. That's when you pack, and you know, and African Americans have made a deal with the devil, you know, with the Republicans, going for for many years now because they want, you know, uh, they want black districts, and to do that, to say we'll give you all the black districts you want. We don't want blacks in our district. We don't mm. want Democrats in our district. You can have all the Democrats you want. You can pack those districts, and Republicans say fine. or African Americans say fine. And it's been hard for the Democrats to come in, uh, even even Hispanic Democrats to come in and say, "Hey, why don't we try to carve?" You know, and they do that in Miami, where there's a lot of Democrat, uh, Hispanic Democrats down there. They, they they have carved out. We haven't been as active here in this area. We we did. I know when when uh, uh, Congressman Darren Soto got elected, we knew. In fact, we are going to get. I think one or two congressmen because the population of Florida.
0: And are it, those new seats going to be Democrat or Republican?
1: Well, that remains to be seen because, um, you know, for us to gain it, you know, this, the number in Congress is set at 400 something. So for for us to gain a, a seat here in Florida, New York's got to lose a seat or New Jersey's got to lose a seat. Or I see. So that they have to lose a seat for us to gain and a I seat. And I believe New York will be losing a seat. New York will be losing a seat. So they're going to have to scramble all their seats up for us to gain a seat because in the population, even though it's growing, and we talked about that we talked about that before we went off the air for the break. Is that yes, the population is slowing down. Women are not having as many babies. Uh, they're not, uh, you know, growing up. You know, was an unusual for my dad. Was in a huge Italian family of nine kids. You know, uh, but that's that's very rare. I However,
0: mean, we that. have incoming from New York,
1: right? Chicago for different reasons. Canada, Planet. right? 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 Uh, we have we're, we're a low tax state. The weather's nice. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons people come to Florida. Uh, there's a
0: lot of cranes in the air down here, right? And and We've we got up, a
1: lot of building going up. We do a lot, and, and also uh, there, and, and but there's people that come from the Midwest. Uh, the, the people from New York tend to be. The people that have the money to pick up and leave tend to be more conservative when we're business people. Uh, New York tends to be more. You know, Miami's always been a. So, southern branch of you know New York, they 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 tease. I have a lot of friends. New York in the sunshine, New York and the sunshine. <laughs> but a lot of people from Tampa on the West Coast are come from the Midwest. You know, from uh, Chicago, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Those those areas uh, tend to be more conservative. Uh, the people who come down here. So Florida is really a very tight mixed bag of of voters. Whether you're looking to, represents them. the country. It, I mean, it's our our elections here are hair hairline thin. And uh, and I know they want to
0: say that we're a red state, but we are not. We're still a battleground. Uh, I would say purple. We're a little purple,
1: yes. I mean, look, Barack Obama won Florida in eight. I never in my wildest dreams thought a guy named Barack Hussein Obama, who's black, (laughs) would win the state statewide twice. Yes. So it's possible. He had the message. He had the message. He was dynamic. Uh, You know, it's also, look, if you're in politics as long as I have, which is, you know, going on half a century now. You see that the pendulum always swings. swings back and forth,
0: and you know what? You know? I think that our governor could possibly be a one-termer.
1: It could be. Look at no, I never. You know, it, it, look how look what it DeSantis. took. DeSantis, to he's it, he's old, he's out of control. Yeah, I mean, look what it took to beat Donald Trump. I I mean, Donald Trump. Yes. I think Donald Trump still to this day has a lot of support. But the, the largest growing piece of the electric is independence. Those, yes. you know, you, the, the, if you run for office and you're a Democrat, you're going to get 40% of the vote. And if you're a Republican, you're going to get 40% of the vote. So, so it's so that, that, that middle. So there's people in the middle with that little 20% that all of us are fighting for. Right. And and, and, and what people don't realize, when you study it like I do in politics… That middle is really not independent. There, there's really Democrats and Republicans in there that don't want to say they don't who want they to are. say they're Democrats or Republicans, right? So the real independence is a real sliver. Yes, uh, and they are the ones that decide. They're the one, two, three, five percent that decides all elections. Yes, because so, um, I
0: lost my election by four p- points. Right. There you go. There's that That's that spread. If exactly. I could have gotten a few more points. Right.
1: Right. So we spent all of our money trying to go after That's that true. for that, four, that one to four percent to win. And ambulances. guess
0: what? Every single time the governor's race has been one percent or less.
1: Right, Adam, Adam Gillum lost by here. Look at Bill Nelson, who was our our senator for decades. Lost Runoff. To Rick guy. had to fight for every vote. Right, right. So it's a, so politics is. Uh, and, you know, why is politics important? Because they, they have an influence on our everyday lives. Even people that don't even think about voting for judge. Judges can take your kids away from you. They can decide. That's right. Judges you, are important. Judges are important. The state attorney's job is important. Just all those elections. off. Even city council is important. County commission is important.
0: As a matter of fact, I would argue that they're more important than Washington.
1: All that money. They we, affect your lives. Right. Because all that money you pay in the taxes every year, they are the ones that decide how it gets spent. And, uh, and yeah, because in- I'm
0: still very angry that we got the transportation sales tax on the ballot, collected what half a billion half a dollars, dollars yeah. and now we have to return it because of one Republican and because Tallahassee is trying to run our local governments. Well,
1: you know that the, the, the entire Florida Supreme Court is seven Repo- conservative Republican judges now, and that's why the U.S. Supreme Court is. Uh, is is flip more Republican because Donald Trump got I I I never dream in, in one short term he appointed what three judges he did Can unfortunately
0: Ruth Bader Ginsburg died
1: right at a very bad moment in at time at a very bad moment and it th- it, it, one term Donald Trump three conservative judges and they and in all of our lives are going to be decided for generations on a, mu- a multitude of issues by by, by unless
0: they. Put more uh, judges on the court.
1: Well, you know, uh, let's see if court packing, which is what they call it, you know, that I mean, word doesn't scare me. We didn't have a, we, we didn't have actually for years we didn't have this many members of the Supreme Court even in Florida that you know even city count I mean county commission only have five people now there's seven now I'd love to see them go to nine. Uh, same way with the, the courts we didn't had we never we had a five person court in the U S for many years all the way through Reconstruction and so yes can we add a couple more maybe i mean there'll be a big there'll be a republicans are really use that they'll be howling bloody murder but right. you know that's the way life is and the congress is so tight. The, you mean the, the us senate is actually 50-50 yes. the vice president has to come in and break that tie there's 50 democrats and 50 republicans so that's how tight uh, our majority thank god
0: is. because of a woman named stacy abrams i wish she could come right. to florida we, we
1: need to hire her i don't care what she wants we're gonna we, we <laughs> should we should pair anything she wants come to florida help just help do what people. you do girlfriend it's true because
0: sh- hey she knows what she's doing
1: and we got a new uh, we have a new chair of the fdp i supported uh, manny diaz we
0: have a new chair for the florida democratic, democratic party yes. and he is hispanic
1: yes and so he's how a very you feel friend. about manny I, I but he's a very different I supported him even over our local chair who ran at the time I own townsend because I knew we needed someone who speaks fluent Spanish yes. to go after that 25% of the population to figure out what to do with the Q Unfortunately
0: uh, Miami was like a was a hole like a sieve and right. the republicans came in got on spanish radio right. said the democrats are uh, socialists and communists right we're,
1: commun- we're communists and
0: right. they did it for months
1: right and we didn't respond and, and that's a, it, being Hispanic being half Cuban I'm also president of the Hillsborough County Democratic Hispanic Caucus yes which uh, we've met for a year now uh, thanks to my friend uh, Jerry De Fabrizio, who owns Tampa Tile uh Uh, Hey,
0: he's my new booking agent.
1: Yes, he's your new booking agent. He's here (laughs) with us in the studio today. God love him. He's been been like an angel from heaven for us, you know, and the whole Democratic Party benefited, benefited by his generosity of how we were the first in the entire state of Florida to have a headquarters. Because of Jerry, we had a headquarters. We knocked... Joe Biden actually came to our to our little headquarters in West Tampa. Which hey, was I was Tefetosa. there when
0: Joe Biden came. So that's at all, Boy City.
1: That would never happen if it wasn't for Jerry. We had a beautiful office, a beautiful headquarters. Uh, we had uh, in the whole state of Florida, we had nothing like this. Okay. Uh, so we need. I needed a guy who could go on Spanish radio and Spanish TV and Spanish newspaper. All to right, that is that. Manny. That's Manny. I own. God love her. She can't do that. She I
0: own that. is our Hillsborough County, County Democratic, Democratic right. uh, Executive and neither, Committee and neither president, the lady is a in uh,
1: Gainesville. I mean, we needed somebody who could. Ra- you know, he's very tied with Bloomberg. In one month, we were in a, uh, almost a million dollar hole in the state party, and one month he erased that because of the people he knew in Miami that he's close with. That wrote. I'm Big liking chefs.
0: Manny. He can speak Spanish. Right. He got money.
1: Right, and we need that to be able to compete when the republicans are in power guess what all the lobbyists give them money
2: yes we we
1: we are in a hole right now we need to counter that we need we don't need to match them dollar for dollar but we need as you know you ran for office you need to be competitive and the only way you can be competitive nowadays we don't. Have Everybody
0: sp- wants to support the winner,
1: right? And, and they don't and, and, want to support the all, loser. And it's all about how much money you have. It's all about that's how much right. money you have. So you know, money is
0: like a magnet; It goes shoop, right. right to the winner.
1: The old days of the spaghetti dinners and the French fries where we grew up—that that's gone. This is all about getting on radio, getting on TV, getting on Facebook, yes. and all that costs money. Uh, we still put up yard signs. Yes, we do. Still go door to door. And, One um, minute you know, to wrap it up. Uh, but, you know, politics has changed a lot since I grew up. And we just got to go with the time. So, see, wow. I told you I would. I need about three hours <laughs> <laughs> to get this going.
0: But thank God you came in today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I a mean, we've got our
0: hands full in Florida. Yes, I mean, we yeah. do. But we you know do. what? If, we, if the people mobilize and get to the polls, we can do it.
1: Yes. We got to register people. The yes. Republicans almost, they almost surpassed us this last time. They hired a company with, for hundred grand, and they almost passed us statewide on registering Republicans. Wow. So we've all... We've heard, well, they
0: didn't believe in COVID, so they just kept door knocking. They kept
1: doing it. But we have to do that. We have to register voters. Democrats tend to be more mobile, they mean more diverse, and they move around more. So it's tough. And we got Democrats. to get rid of DeSantis. He is a, a horror show. Well, look, if Obama can do it in 08, if Obama can do it in 12, we can do it now. We, we just got to have that kind of inspiration, that kind of money. Obama outspent the Republicans. People don't realize that. It wasn't a matter of just being a dynamic. He outspent the Republicans in 08 and 12. We can do so this. We, we need to do that too. So Wait, is thank this the you. end of the show?
0: It is. Oh man. <laughs> Anna, our uh, female engineer, says we're over. Okay, I guess we're out. <laughs> we got to say bye-bye. <laughs> thank you, Victor.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate right. it. All start.
0: right. Thanks for coming.